This is Jim Wampler, the author of Mutant Crawl Classics. Welcome to the Crusader Podcast, a show about the Castles and Crusades role-playing game. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis, baby. The die is cast. Crusaders, we're here for the 20th episode. I can't believe that we've got to this point. Thank you all for hanging with us, and thank you to my co-hosts for sticking around with us. Tonight, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite class in CNC. There's no controversy around it. Everybody loves it. <laughs> it's known as the Illusionist. Hooray! First, though, we've had a little bit of a gap. So let's find out what we've been doing recently in gaming. We're going to start with Carl. Carl, what have you recently been doing in gaming? Well, I got to uh, play just today over Discord with my mom and dad and my daughter and son and my niece. And uh, we played some basic expert Dungeons and Dragons. And I used a random dungeon generator from Watabu. I think I'm saying that right. It's W-A-T-A-B-O-U. Uh, he is a designer. He uh, designed a random dungeon generator. He's also the creator of Pixel Dungeon, which is a really fun Android app game, which is like a roguelike dungeon crawl on your phone. But uh, I just loaded a, a random dungeon and started running him through it. And it was called the uh, the Archive of the White Master. And so I decided the White Master's name was Marusan to kind of give it a play off of Saruman. Um, and <laughs> I ended up, I off-white master. <laughs> yeah. yeah egg, <laughs> egg white master. <laughs> so what funnily enough, I wasn't able, I, I, my spoonerism kicked in and I called him Saruman a couple of times because <laughs> I wasn't able to keep it right in my head. Um, but it was, uh, it's been fun. Well, we've played that uh, a couple of times. This was our third session of that game. Um, and my, my dad is playing a halfling character named Caper, which is the character he played when we were kids. So it's really interesting to see my dad pick up the old character and, and play him again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my mom is playing Aerie, which is the character she played when we were kids, a magic user. And then, uh, my, my, uh, daughter is playing a fighter, the cleric, because she thinks that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, my son is playing <laughs> Leaf, the elf. Leaf, no. <laughs> At least it's not black leaf. Yeah, yeah, just not. regular leaf. Just regular leaf. Just regular uh, leaf. Yeah, my niece is playing Jennifer the fighter. So we've, we've got a nice mix of, of different takes on names. Awesome. I'm jealous. Yeah, I don't think we've been doing a whole lot as far as gaming <laughs> since the last time we recorded. Getting our group together lately has just been terrible. <laughs> like. Half of us are available. The other half aren't. There was one time when everybody got sick and I was the only one who was available to game. It's like, I am not running everybody's characters. (laughs) (laughs) I did get to talk at uh, Northeast Arkansas Convention, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody 
here was was doing a convention online, and it or was benefiting anyway. a, a local children's shelter in Arkansas. Yeah, who could that be? <laughs> so that's my. Uh, it's well, I, I'm barely involved. So that's my brother and sister and sister. So two of my sisters and uh, my brother, one of my brothers, I should say. I have a big family. Uh, so two of my sisters and one of my brothers run a convention called the Northeast Arkansas Game Fest. And they wanted to do an RPG panel for their online convention. And I reached out to Mike, asked if he would be on the, the panel. And uh, he was able to do so. And that was fantastic. It was him and Levi Combs and Casey Christofferson. And they were great. It was a fantastic time. Thank you so much. Not at all. That's going to be available recorded eventually, right? I think... I, I saw your my, dad post something about it. <laughs> I think I I may even be able to release it to this RSS feed as an audio. So a bonus oh. audio for our listeners. That'd be cool. Because that's about all the gaming I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been busy with, you know, job stuff, getting historical conventions, giving presentations to historical conventions on Zoom, which... Was a lot less fun, by the way, can... mm. than your than the con. So there is that, anyway. So what have you been up to, Jesse? Well, like you guys in the wild west of 2020, things have been off and on, <laughs> a little difficult. Um, yep. But I've I've been playing a lot of the miniatures game Frostgrave. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Yeah, I've got a copy of it. I've been meaning to read it. It's in my queue but i haven't gone around to looking at it yet it's very fun it's simple rules um you can use any miniatures you want they don't have to be like a specific line or anything uh so that paired with my new 3d printer i've been playing that game every (laughs) thursday i have got to play cnc a couple times uh so not to talk about my character but i have my original character sheet my first D &D character ever was matt the cleric Matt with one T. Coincidentally, our castle keeper recently has been my friend Matt with two T's. Uh, <laughs> so I was all excited to play him. I, I just took his stats from the old sheet, converted him over to CNC and everything, and he died. Um, I know, killed by a green dragon. And then I immediately well, rolled up well, that's, a wizard. At least that's, that's better than a centipede or okay. a, a giant centipede <laughs> or a rat. <laughs> Than yeah. how I usually die, which is by a one-quarter hit die creature. That's usually what happens to me. But <laughs> at least the oh. dragon took you out. Sure, you but didn't I say how big the green dragon. Exactly, was. I skimmed over that. It was only like <laughs> it was like horse size, right? Not the ending that Matt with one T deserved. Um, then I rolled up a wizard. <laughs> Hands down, the best stats I've ever rolled. Like, I don't think I had anything lower than a 14. I was shocked because I suck at rolling dice. And he had, he stayed around for two sessions and then also died. So. Well, what got the wizard? So last week. What got super wizard? uh, A piercer. And, you know, I swam out to this island in the cave stupidly because that's not what wizards should do. And I stood up on the shore and pierced through the heart. Failed my constitution save, and he was done for. So now I'm on to a thief. I'm going to try to get through all the classes in the book. (laughs) Well, let's face it. You know, most magic users really shouldn't be in dungeons to begin with. You know, (laughs) that's true. They do it anyway because, you know, they're the smart ones. 
But other than that, uh, one-off games here and there through uh, Zoom. But yeah, I, awesome. I hope someday we'll get back to some sort of <laughs> normal gaming thing. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. So on your journey through all the classes, when will you uh, pick up the Illusionist? I had never considered it, to be honest. Um, but I think maybe by the end of this episode, I'll change my mind because I actually took some time to read The Illusionist and not just judge it by what others have said. Which ties us right into our topic for today, The Illusionist. So I think that this class does have a little bit, I don't want to say controversy, but it, it does seem to, if you spend some time online, um, it does seem to have a little bit of future tractors to it. Well, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that before we started recording, when I got online with everyone here, I said, so does anybody here actually like the illusionist? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say I'm going to hate on it, but man, I've, uh... I've played a CNC illusionist. I actually played him in, uh, one of Steve's games at Trollcon back when those were being held in Little Rock. And this was the first edition CNC Illusionist. And I mean, it wasn't awful, but my experience playing him for about six hours was basically a wizard. You know, there, there really wasn't much to him other than that. When it came to dungeoneering. I mean, yeah, there's the disguise thing, but how often do you use that in a dungeon? I feel like an illusionist would really be able to shine in a, in a campaign that was perhaps either city-based or something that would allow the illusionist character to act as kind of a spy master of some kind. Um that's not really conducive to the stereotypical high fantasy adventure, though. No, it's not. Um, I mean, I'm trying to be kind to the illusionist. <laughs> I think I think there is a there is a place where you could do some really kick ass stuff with one, but yeah, my I tend to think that for the most part, you know, I would rather just play a, a wizard. Instead, you know, if I'm going to play a magic user type character at all, you know, nine times out of ten, I'd just do a, I'd just do a wizard. No. Yeah, I think that's really exactly where I'm at on it too. If if I want to run a dungeon crawl, uh, high adventure, you're you're always sort of up against the bad guy in a very black and white evil good type scenario i don't have a lot of place in my game for an illusionist but if i was running a game that required a lot of of subterfuge and political intrigue and it was just that kind of game um i think the illusionist it would be great in those scenarios Right, trolls. There you go. We have it. Nobody likes it. The end of the show. Uh, take it out of the book. So I have. I didn't play the illusionist, but I did play in a campaign with an illusionist. Um, and the guy played him for quite a while and, until he moved away. I would say 
well, not quite a while, maybe like six to eight sessions. Um, and I will admit that as soon as he picked illusionist, I kind of had an eye roll moment. Um, but I think that an illusionist, if you take the time to play it and learn the spells a little bit more and put more creativity into it than a regular wizard might take, um, you can make an, an interesting character. I think it takes more work than it should. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's a viable class for somebody that's willing to spend the time with it. it. It's definitely not something that I feel like you can just roll up and run with. I'm going to end up putting my grognard hat on here for a second. Yeah, big shock, right? <laughs> um, but if you look at the original illusionist from the Strategic Review magazine, when it came out in the 1976, I think it was 76. I didn't get the date exactly. But um, that was a really interesting character. And what they really, and I think part of what really made it interesting is a considerable number of spells. In fact, most of his spells were illusion specific. It wasn't just, because that's what I always ran into the problem with. A lot of illusionist spells, wizards can pick up too. Which to me kind of cheapens the class. It's almost like, Saying, you know, well, you could play a cleric or you could play a wizard and get divine spells. What? Then why why would you play eh. anyway? Um and a lot of spells like Phantasmal Forces were available at first level. And I think when you do stuff like that, one thing I will say about the CNC illusionist that I thought was better is they specifically noted that the illusionist had the sharp senses ability, which I think is very important when your whole bag is illusions. Mm-hmm. You should be good at sniffing them out. Um, I'm not a fan of the disguise thing. I just, I mean, if you want to give them that, then give them a spell that does that. Why, why have this special, you know, little basil rathbone nose and <laughs> rig and whatever you know try to slap together some putty and ha i now look like a six foot tall humanoid but well to be fair they gnome. do let you augment with <laughs> alter self type spells to make your physical disguise even more impenetrable yep. um but I noticed a lot of the spells in CNC they, for the illusionists they broke down. The, you know, rather than the old phantasmal forces, you've got just little spells like image or ventriloquism. And, you know, they're fine and all, but they're they're more limiting than the original spells from Strategic Review. Okay, there I took my grog hat off. But <laughs> it's almost yeah, like I they really... it's almost like they wanted something different from the wizard but they didn't go different enough it's like they went halfway right and didn't um, go it's any like farther. they tried to do like with the druid to the cleric yeah only and i suppose you could say the same thing you know druids in the end are best in the forest or the wilderness whereas this illusionist anyway is probably best in a city yep um 
I will say that the CNC illusionist also kind of codifies what was always inferred in old D&D's illusionist, which is... I, when I first started playing D&D, hey, back in 1978... Um, yeah, yeah, you're really old. Yeah, I'm really old. Uh, one of the laugh-out-loud kind of traps we ran into is we walked into a room which had a chest in the center of the floor and nothing else in the room. You walk into the room, you open the chest, and in the chest is a note that says the floor is an illusion. And suddenly you fall to your death. <laughs> and what they kind of codify that in CNC is that if you believe in illusion enough, it has a real world effect. So that was nice to read. I mean, they didn't quite go that far. And one of the conflicts, and I didn't read it. I don't have the latest player's handbook. The last one I have is fourth edition, but is anyone boned up with the latest player's handbook edition? No. If they ever pulled the trigger on that idea about illusion healing. It is in there. It's in there. It is in there. But they they make it very specific that it's not that just the character believes it. Right? It's I think that's some, yeah. a, a thing that a lot of people jump to the conclusion, like I said. Like if you look at the healing class or the healing spell, it's the same as the cleric spell, and there's a save with it. So I think the Assumption is, is like, oh, my character believes he's being healed, so he's healed. And, wink, and they, wink. Right. But they do go out of their way to say that's not actually true. It's it's bringing the illusion is like becomes real with the magic. And I think that's well, something I, that a lot of people skip over. Yeah, because yeah, I know in the fourth edition version, like say the illusionist version of neutralize poison, at least in the fourth edition player's handbook, you know, you have to make a saving throw. And if you make it, the spell fails because you've realized the spell is an illusion. Um, so is that something that they pretty much took away late in the later version of the illusionist? You know, if the illusionist decides to heal you, they've created that reality and there is no saving throw they, they try to explain it three times and it's just <laughs> it i think it's a hard concept to grasp <laughs> i don't know if it's really three times they try to explain it a couple times it, it's like the way i took it is that the illusionist casts an illusion right he's casting the healing spell and depending on how realistic his spell is is how it transfers um, the illusion into reality. So if he's casting a healing spell on you and you see like, you know, the sword wound in your chest start to knit up and it looks super realistic and you pass or you fail, I guess yeah, you your saving, your saving throw, throw, then it is the realism transfers over into the real world. It's it's. I had to read it like four times, and I don't know if I have it correct. I mean, there are there are some issues with this mechanic. I feel like, but the major issue to me is because it's based on a saving throw roll for the person you are trying to heal. That means the more powerful your companion, the harder it is for you to help them. Especially if they're going into it knowing that you are an illusionist. <laughs> 
Putin well, just he's adventured they, with you all this time. He knows you cast <laughs> illusion but it's spells. Not, well, it's no, not they, about well, that's what on. Jesse was saying. It's, hold on. They bring that up in the text about knowing that your friend is an illusionist. Right. Um, it, it's but not that's not my quibble. You're not <laughs> you're not like fooling them. Like they know you're an illusion. Well, it says a couple things. And I'll do like this part of it. One, it's not saying that you're fooling them. If obviously you know that they're an illusionist, probably. But two, an illusionist <laughs> is not going to go out and say he's an illusionist, right? They don't wear a name tag saying they're an illusionist. To any no, quote normal you... character, they're going to be a, they're going to look like a wizard, act like a wizard. It's all wizard tricks. So would your fighter that's getting healed up from that stab wound? know the difference between illusion magic and you know any other oh, but in a where you know there are clerics and ma- wizards and yet never the twain shall meet you know your wizard pal can't heal people i guess it depends on how high f- high your fantasy is though too if you're running a lower fantasy game or even a mid fantasy game you could make the argument that a lot of people wouldn't know the difference between a cleric and a wizard especially like common people Maybe not in the adventuring party. They probably I, know what's I, up. But that's my that's my point. Odds are, nine times out of ten, this spell is going to apply in an adventuring party. I probably. mean, you might use it on retainers and stuff, but on the average, you're going to be helping your buds. Yes. Okay, so Carl, what is your quibble, since this is apparently well, I mean, not yours? No, no, no. I mean, what I was saying is, <laughs> so if I have a level 10 fighter with me, they're going to be much better at not getting healed <laughs> by <laughs> illusion, which yep. puts them at a detriment for being more powerful. While the concept of this is that the, the mind of the person that the illusionist is being placed upon is a bridge into our world and the magical realm like that. So, so I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, your problem is with the saving throw mechanic. Right. I don't, I don't even necessarily have a problem with the idea of illusionists healing people by making their illusions so believable that they become real. Like Maybe. they're, they're altering, they're altering the fabric of this world. That's the, that's the way it's explained is that yeah. they're not, they're not just tricking you. Their, their illusion is so powerful that it becomes part of this world. Um, Maybe then part of the trouble is the name of the class. Because <laughs> seriously, just, at that level, they're talking stole. about warping reality. That's not an That's, illusion. That was going to be my main thing that I was saving. Oh, sorry. It was going to be sorry. awesome. And you swooped in and you stopped it. <laughs> Edit that out, would you, would you Carl? <laughs> no, 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 you, no, no, you can have it. Too late. You can have <laughs> too late. It. What would you rename the class, Mike? <laughs> Um, the arcane binder or something like that or hmm. warp lord or I don't know <laughs> that just sounds like, weird I feel like you went to two completely <laughs> different shelves well, I was trying to go to the two extremes figuring people would like one of them I don't know one of those is Warhammer 40,000 and the other one is Lord of the Rings <laughs> <laughs> Scarlet Witch, fine. <laughs> Hex 
Hexmaster. <laughs> Ooh, hex ah, Hexmistress. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when third edition had, I remember they had um, wizards and sorcerers, I think. Was that the other yeah, class? Yeah, sorcerer. The charisma mm. based. Chari yeah. Yes, and it's charisma based. I could do a sorcerer. Yeah. Sorcerer so, would be yeah, a good title. Sorcerer would be a good title. And I think, like we said, talked a little bit before, like it's it's a little different, but not different enough. If you had sorcerer and you changed up stuff about them, like even though even the weapons that he can use, the illusionist is the same as a wizard. Change mm. something up there. Change something up with the armor. Change different spells, stuff like that. Like if you made it, if they made a huge effort to make it a completely different class, and didn't call it an illusionist. I think it would change a lot of <laughs> perspectives on it. Well, so here's something to talk about, especially with your mention of third edition and, and what is the design concept of castles and crusades. And I think one of the reasons we have illusionists in the game at all is because they existed in a D and D first edition. And yep. the goal of castles and crusades is to capture an old school feel. And when third edition was coming out, when they were like pumping up third edition, one of third edition's promises was we were going to have every D&D class and race from every core book before us. Uh, and they didn't deliver on that. They didn't have assassins. Um, uh, have orcs. And they didn't have... Um, uh, what is what is the D&D term for the knight? I can't... The cavalier. Cavalier. They didn't have the cavalier. Um, so, um, well, third edition did have half orcs, but like second edition didn't. So like second edition didn't have assassins. Well, or they did eventually with the splat books. Well, right. Yeah. Well, they had everything with the splat books. I can't, <laughs> I can't include the splat books in my reasonings. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I can't. Okay. Um, but so like part of the goal was to have all of these available classes to include the barbarian and the, and the, the cavalier as the knight. Um, they still uh, skip Thief Acrobat because even I guess even that was too much. Like no, nobody, nobody wants nobody to play Thief Acrobat. Thief Acrobat. <laughs> but I mean, people liked, especially I think, because Gnome Illusionist is such an iconic old school archetype. Yep. I think the Illusionist inclusion as the Illusionist uh, with their illusion magic and being so close to the magic user or the wizard in in C and C. Is because that's exactly what it was in first edition AD and D. Yeah, I I could not argue that point. I mean, part of the whole baseline when we were playtesting CNC, the whole argument was, you know, this is a game system and it's great and it's cool, but if you want to use adventures and supplements with AD and D, you know, you can do it. And of course, to do that, you got to have all the classes and races and so on and so forth. Even if in C and C, you do them a little differently, mm -hmm. and in a lot of ways, I think better. I have a theory that if you sit down to design a game and you have a strong design concept of what you want to achieve, then that is a task that can be done. But if you sit down to design the perfect RPG, you will be spinning wheels for infinity. Like it'll just yep. never, it'll never happen. You have to have that design concept. And this was theirs. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, uh, there's no, there's no reason to, to wonder why the illusionist is there. It's there because it was an AD and D first edition. And I wonder, you know, maybe if we ever have Matt golden on again, we can ask, but I wonder how many of the original design crew had ever really played illusionists. Or was it just, right. oh, it's an AD&D 1E, so let's just put something together. Here it is. Go. 
Because I didn't like one ease illusionist, to be honest. Right. I mean, I imagine it's a very uh, uh, seldom played class in any version of the game it's in. Um, yeah. Which is a pity. Because I think the, the original version had some real possibilities to it. Well, I seem to recall, you know, back in the day, you would see a lot of, say, issues of Dragon Magazine, where, you know, they would have variants of classes, you know, in the issues of Dragon. And they had all kinds of different concepts of subclasses of magic user. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, while they were kind of, it was an interesting concept, very few of them really you know, worked out mechanically to be something that would be playable in a campaign. Encantatrix. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, that's re- a cool really idea. Interesting. Yeah. You can use. But what are you going to do with it, really? <laughs> in a sorceress duel, you can take spells out of the head of your opponent. That's pretty awesome. If you're fighting another magic user. Yeah. How, how often does that happen? <laughs> But if you're not fighting another wizard, well, yeah, you're kind of a lightweight wizard, really, otherwise. So, eh. Well, getting back to Carl's thing about the 10th level fighter being really good at not being healed, um, <laughs> I think you could probably overcome that. You know, say if your illusionist is also 10th level, then you would up the challenge level of the saving throw in that instance to reflect the fact that the illusionist who's doing the healing is a very powerful person also. Mm -hmm. And that would kind of, you know, put things back to, you know, factory settings for the saving throw. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if that, if the save is not in their prime, you think, I mean, that's true. I mean, the number already starts low. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's usually an if, intelligence save. Like you said, you had the levels. That's ten more in this scenario if, if they're both the same level. Like you said, ten more. Like that does become a pretty high save. Yeah, that I want to read. I want to read one paragraph out of the book, which I hate when people read it out of the book, but I think it's important. So on seventy-two of the newest, page seventy-two of the newest printing. It says no. Audience, turn to page 72. Please turn to page 72. Now <laughs> make sure you get some page turning on the audio. Flip, 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 flip. <laughs> I like to flip, 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 personally. <laughs> it says, a misconception exists that someone knowing an illusionist is an illusionist would, therefore, possess some kind of immunity to his illusions. This idea is an absolute misreading of the class's descriptor. First, no illusionist would introduce himself as an illusionist. That would be as silly as someone's introducing himself as an assassin, rogue, or thief. Such titles would immediately make others wary of the individual, and in some cases would prove to be an automatic death sentence. And I think that kind of goes back to, like, it takes a lot of work to play an illusionist. I don't think it's an easy class to play. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not sure. Um, But I, I don't think it's... As simple as all the other classes. I mean, all the other classes, you roll the dice, you're in the game in 10 minutes. This one, I feel like it takes a little bit more thought. Yeah. What happens, though, if you are in a group, you are playing an illusionist, and you are trying to present yourself as just an ordinary wizard instead. 
But your party also has an ordinary wizard. And that wizard would that (laughs) wizard would probably be able to eventually figure out none of your spells are like mine at all. And you theoretically theoretically we know some of the same spells, but the way you cast and the way I cast are completely different. That's kind of weird. I'm going to keep an eye on you. <laughs> well, it, it it kind of addresses that it, 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 in the following paragraph. It says, second, an illusionist magic does not require belief. As noted below, above, this is a misconception of the class and its abilities. The illusionist is no trickster, and one cannot simply choose to disbelieve the illusionist magic. So that uh, uh, chest with the note in it wouldn't work in the, in the realm of C&C. Um, so, but then where's the whole saving throw? Right, Why make right. the intelligence saving throw if it doesn't require the belief so, of the person? This is the way I understand it. And it's it's wild, but this is the way I understand it. Is that essentially the ability of the illusionist is to shape a reality in someone else's brain. And a, a powerful enough illusionist is able to make that reality real but if you make your saving throw that reality shatters it's no longer in our real world because it your your brain circumvented their magic coming into our reality by disbelieving in, yeah in which case it does mean that you have to believe it but you still have to believe it <laughs> the way that the way i've reconciled it in my head is that the disbelief like when you when you pass the saving throw is it's a representation that the caster did not do a good enough job imagining the outcome of that spell or crafting it or something like that. Like they failed on that spell. It's like, it's like a reverse spell check instead of a game where the wizard would make the spell check. It's like the target makes the spell check. Like I'm creating this illusion. It's not good enough to pass through into reality. I don't know if that makes sense. That's, it that's how it works in my head canon. Frankly, it's it's how I handled magic in Victorious. Is that you could do a lot of stuff with magic that actually makes it a little better than some of the supernatural powers that you can have otherwise. But the limiter is the saving throw. So mm. I, I can grasp that. Um, I guess if it's not disbelief though it, it's the it's the brain energy of the subject so it's more of, of a the psychic illusion. resistor <laughs> yeah yeah it's it is it is the so it's less the, illusion and more psionics then yeah they're a, a solutionist a solutionist <laughs> a solutionist there you go write it up illusion <laughs> So basically, Steve, you changed the thief name. Why don't you change the illusionist name? Yep. <laughs> I think <laughs> there you go. What is your suggestion, Jesse? I, I, we've all we've all I've I've got solutionist, and then we got um, uh, uh, warp lord, arc, arcane arcane binder, and warp lord. Yeah. Um, hey, I had hexmaster. Hexmaster. Oh yeah, yeah. Hexmaster is fantastic. No, I'm throwing my vote in with Warp Lord. I don't know for sure what that is, but it sounds cool. I'm just I'm imagining the, the mini. 
Yeah. yeah. Lots of I'm imagining some weird, apo- yeah, some weird apocalyptic, t- you know, post-apoc type character. I am the warp Lord. <laughs> like a so, chainsaw and a, yeah. and a wand and, you know. Mohawk and shoulder pads. That's all I guess. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. one shoulder pad. One. The warp Lord would be an illusionist for a Thundar the Barbarian setting. There you, there you go. go. Lord Lords of Light. light. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So you didn't have one, Jesse? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you holding out, or you really didn't have one? I thought you had one in your back pocket. A, a new no, name. I'm not. I'm not struck by genius like you guys are. I would have done something. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure genius is the word, but okay. <laughs> what a generous appraisal of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, let, let, that's it, isn't it? In it, let's go with that. I think up. Um, you know, I've kind of been the cheerleader of this class. You guys have been hating on it so much. But I want to complain about the spells. <laughs> and I think the, the one thing, like, um, they have some illusionist spells that are just illusionist spells. And they're like dragon armor, dragon bite, dragon breath, dragon image, dragon mark, dragon mount. Blah, it's a blah, lot blah. of dragon. It is. Why? Why is it all dragon? It talks about the uh, illusionist being like a creative spellcaster why don't you have the illusionist pick out what his illusion is why has it got to be dragon breath like why can't he or like dragon bite the illusionist seems to take the appearance of a small dragon why does it got to be a small dragon why can't the illusionist i mean you could easily house rule that obviously yeah right but it just seems like it should be built in like it's a creative class let it have more Mm -hmm. creativity than yeah, I, I want to do I want to do wolf stuff, not dragon stuff, you know, or whatever. Right. Well, one spell I don't know if it's it made it to CNC. I didn't see it in the fourth edition printing, but um, did the gaze reflector spell? That was something they had in strategic review for first level illusionist, and I thought that was an awesome spell. It basically creates a perfect mirror. Which, I was going to say, I think there's some kind of like, you know, mirror wall, but I don't know if it's meant to be a variant of that. Yeah. And I'll bet it's not first level either. No. No. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's in and of itself, it's just spell. a mirror. But, you know, if you're facing off against a basilisk or a Medusa or something, it's awesome. But that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's an example of an illusionist spell that I think would be great. But. Never seemed to make it in beyond the first version of the spell of the character, and I don't know why. Yeah, this is mirror wall is definitely uh, reminiscent of what you're talking about. This spell creates an illusion of a perfect mirror filling a corridor. Portal. What level spell space. is it? It's, it's a, a fifth level. Fifth level. Yeah. Hmm. Wards illusionary portal. Wards extended invisibility. And Ward's temporary strength. I wonder who that is named after. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a warder of spells. Yes. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jim. Bet Jim's listening. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> In his copious amounts of spare time. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound like I hate this class, because I don't necessarily. I just think there's a lot of potential here that I wish could be realized more and make it really its own class with its own spells. 
I think would be I, awesome. I think that would go a long way to making it feel um, very special and different is if it just had its own spell list. If so many yep. of its spells weren't uh, see the magic user or see the, the cleric spell and it's the exact same except for maybe a saving throw difference or something like that. If if their cure spell was called something different and functioned differently. And that yeah. obviously adds page count. It adds text. I mean, it's it's not right. necessarily a, a wise decision, but at the same time, it would it would do something to kind of modify the way people are seeing that class. They wouldn't they could remove the text explaining, no, 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 it's not what you think. They're not healing you like a cleric does if the spill was just named something different and had a different yeah. description. Or put it out as a variant class and like one of the adventurer things, you know? I mean they could put it out as a supplement. I mean, it doesn't be well, nice I if mean, they redid it, but they don't <laughs> have to. Well, I and mean, I and 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 make no mistake, they will not. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna redo this uh, no. because uh, the the additions that they've already made have have ruffled so many feathers. And I don't blame them because I mean, essentially, the <clears> whole <throat> concept is you take CNC and it's your game, and you do whatever you want with it. So any change they make has this stamp of officiality to it that um, they don't, I don't think want to be any more official than your table for your gamers, you know, that, that you're doing. So uh, anybody can, can write up their own spill. You could grab the strategic review and, and from some dark recesses of the internet, um, actually they're on archive.org. So uh, <laughs> they're on the um, internet archive and just use that spill list. I mean that, why not? Yeah. Uh, it, when it, there's really C and C is really D and D at all is really hard to break, but C and C specifically is really hard to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can, you can uh, pull on the edges of it for a while before having any problems. I'm not a game designer, but it kind of seemed weird to me that the prime attribute for the class is intelligence for this class. Um, thematically, it seems like it would be charisma. Or wisdom, since they frequently use the wisdom attribute for quote-unquote perception check type things. Well, taking the tack that an illusionist is reshaping reality itself, then yes, you would want a high intelligence because you would want to be able to envision such detail you know, far more detail than the average person normally, you know, looks at the world around them. Um, I mean, I don't want to say so that you would go so far as you would have to know things at a cellular level, but you would, you would have to be able to really visualize. Yeah. You'd be able to, you'd have to be able to visualize, you know, to the nth degree, you know, the reality of objects, of people, of everything around you. So, yeah, I think I would say if that is how the illusionist is supposed to work, they should have an even higher intelligence threshold to have to meet as a prerequisite than a regular wizard would. Yeah. That makes sense. I guess that's a show. I don't know if we actually accomplished anything in that. Uh, <laughs> We gave uh, our is, opinions. That is the Sisyphusian task of podcasts in general. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure we ever accomplish anything in any of the podcasts Mike and I do. <laughs> <laughs> 
We hope we are informative and entertaining. <laughs> and I think we've done that here. Yeah. I'm, if you'd I, like you know, to know more, look at the player's handbook. <laughs> <laughs> For the next episode, we will read the entire class description. And- <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! And I will make um, flip, 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 flip noises. <laughs> Every time. Ooh, yes. Ooh, you could do the little sound effect, you know, when we used to, in school, have the, you know, the little slideshows up on the projector. And every time you were supposed to turn the thing, it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it needs to be the correct number of page flipping sounds. So we'll have to signal in some way for you to make one page flip sound at a time. I'll just do a whole bunch of them, and Carl can then edit them mm-hmm. to correct length. <laughs> That's a good idea. And Carl's going, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll get right on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'd love to hear our listeners' uh, views of the illusionists on Discord or send an email in to us. Um, I think it's a neat topic. I think a lot of people have different opinions on it, and it'd be cool to hear what you guys think. What do you think of illusionist healing? What do you think of chests with notes in them? Let us know. What do you let us know if you want uh, uh, Mike to write an alternate illusionist spell list based off the strategic review? Oi! <laughs> <laughs> let us know if you want Mike to do free work. Hey! <laughs> let us know if you want Mike to create an adventure called Battle of the Warp Lords. <laughs> <laughs> no, Carnage a whole campaign, of the Warp whole Lords. <laughs> Carnage of the Warp Lords, an adventure path for levels 1 to 900. <laughs> a new magic item category, shoulder pads. <laughs> you only ever find one at a time. Yeah, one at a time, yep. All right, well, I'm calling it. I think that's... <laughs> All there is to say about the illusionist. Well called. Briark. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I was going to say bye. Why do we have the most <laughs> awkward closings on every single one? Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. And I'm sure you're all saying to yourselves, good riddance. <laughs> but have we really left? Or is it illusion? <laughs> we'll always be with you. Some games may change, but the castle's Crusade Siege engine remains the same. not sure we have fans though there might be like three guys well i'm sure the trolls listen to us <laughs> the, after, oh, this one. after after we've bashed the illusionist <laughs> in this show they probably won't be fans anymore yeah, well. <laughs> i don't know Ooh, you hated our illusionist we didn't hate it exactly 
We just thought you should change the name. I don't know if Mac or Davis wrote this one, but neither one's coming on the show again, probably after this. (laughs) (laughs) And it's my fault. So next time we talk about the barbarian. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a nice non-controversial class. (laughs) 